Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and, of course, Star Wars. That's right. This is the Decast. This week, we have lots of little news and much big news for you, including some Aladdin, some box office rundown, some solo, that, and much more on this week's episode of the Decast. My name is Andy, and joining me is the host with the most. It is Skylar Schuler. How you doing today, Skylar? I am great. I'm ready to talk Disney and movies and all sorts of good stuff. Now, but how are you? I, I'm doing good, and I just realized as I was doing the introduction, I have no idea what episode this is. Are we on 148 or 149? I think we're on 149. 140, 140, let me look. It's the, the interweb will tell me 149. We're on episode one, so next week will be 150. Which is crazy. That's a that's a great milestone. That's a by great the way, milestone. It, it's funny because the the decast has been around for five years. We've only been putting episodes out consistently for like the last two and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember back in the day, the decast we put a one episode out here. Three months later, we put three mo- episodes out, and it was this weird kind of thing. And it's it's grown over time. So, how are you doing this week? Um, you know, not too bad. I, I have a lot of a lot of things going on, getting ready to finalize stuff for film school, you know, just just relaxing, doing all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, like always, just writing and relaxing, watching movies, just hanging out with my son. Um, what about you? Tell, I You got your house? Got my house. Oh, That's man. been eating Wonderful. All, of, all of my extra time. If I'm not already busy enough. I decided I'm just going to start making YouTube videos and I got to start making more YouTube videos for the decast. So I've been making YouTube videos every day, which I, I, I have a lot of extra time, like at film school, like I'm in an editing class. So I get opportunities like just to play around with stuff. So it kind of overcrosses there with my editing for YouTube videos. But then like I have, I've been in the movies twice in 2018, which is not like me at all. I'm so glad MoviePass lowered their price. Otherwise, I would not be getting my money's worth right now. Uh, no, I hear you. I'm the same way. It's Oh, and there there's really isn't a whole lot. And I've been looking. There isn't a whole lot out that I haven't already seen. So I'm not too disappointed. But my house, man, having to paint the whole thing and getting it ready to move in. I, 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 I'm not having buyer's remorse. I'm just like, man, renting was so much easier because when there was things wrong, you just called the landlord and they handled it. Exactly. So... But yeah, but you're, you're, you're going back to, you're going to film school. You're going to the Los Angeles film school, uh, for entertainment management or entertainment film business, uh, something of that nature. You're going to, you're going to be a big, like, mogul though. You're going to, like, be an agent to the stars, right? You know, I, I, that'd be cool. I mean, an agent to future film director Andy or film writer Andy, you know, I'll get you signed to those big blockbusters that Disney's working on. You heard it here. Disney, <laughs> Skyler is my representation. So if you want me directing, ading, whatever, you need to go through Skyler, and he gets ten percent. So there we go. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Gosh, yeah, it's just been crazy week. Just, I'm glad there's not a whole lot of movies I want to see right now, and I'm gonna be happy when I'm in my house because I get to focus more. I have, I have an office just for decast and YouTube and and work stuff and school, like a whole like studio, a place where I set up my green screen and cameras and audio editing and video oh i'm so excited about that that's like the thing i'm most excited about so yeah oh craziness but i do want to talk about our wonderful listeners this week who are so amazing last week we talked about this thing called patreon what is patreon skylar 
Oh, Patreon. It's a great service for content creators like ourselves that helps us with the production of the show. And in return, the listeners get a little something, a little incentive for helping us out. With that, we have some 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 wonderful Patreons. And I'm going to shout these five people out. Christine Butler, Tino, also Skylar Sandoval, along with Nicholas Russo and Mary Fitzsimmons. They are all patrons in our patreon and thank you guys so much you are helping us uh make the show a reality we have enough to cover the hosting now for the monthly cost of hosting the podcast on our our podcast host which is amazing um that and i think enough so each skylar and i can each get a frappuccino so that's that's great thank you guys keep us awake keep us awake keep us going uh if you like what we do you know, and you want to help us out. There's a lot of things we, we, we need as far as equipment-wise to make it better. Uh, so Skylar and I can start uploading videos to the Decast YouTube channel. If you don't know, YouTube kind of put a little dinger in there to small creators. Um, I have we, we as a, a Decast channel have to hit a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of content watched before YouTube will monetize our our YouTube now, along with my personal YouTube, which is really disappointing. Um, not that I was making a whole lot before. I was making maybe fifty dollars a year. But when when they did that, they don't. They, they, when they did that, make that made that little benchmark there. That means they're not going to be pushing videos anymore. So, if you have not subscribed to the Decast YouTube channel, there's going to be more content out there, and it's a great way to listen to it. So make sure you do that. Uh, with that, gosh, what else is going on out there in the world? Something about reviews and iTunes. What is that? Reviews and iTunes. Do we have any new iTunes reviews, Skylar? I do not think so. No, we don't. No, I no, I don't believe so. <laughs> and we should hey get get your get a review out there. If you like the show, make sure you give us a review. Give a you know, click that five star rating, give us a nice little review, get your shout out on the podcast. You know, it, it helps, you know, listeners find this channel that loves Disney movies and uh, it helps us out. Yes, and you can find the links to our Patreons, to our YouTube, to all the social medias that we have. And to iTunes at the decast.com. Just go there, click around. It is all there. Also make sure you're following DisneyFilmFacts.com because they break or Skylar breaks the latest and greatest <laughs> news. A lot of scoop a lot, a lot of good little scoops that the, the mainstream media didn't get this week, the entertainment media that you were able to get a jump on. I was digging it. So I appreciate it. Yes, yes. And also if you want Disney Film Facts, if you can't remember DisneyFilmFacts.com, go to the decast.com and there's a link right there for DisneyFilmFacts.com. Uh, with that, we're going to bring back a little segment we call the Box Office Rundown. This is the part of the show where we talk about what happened at the box office, which is kind of sad because there's nothing in Disney at the box office this week. Um, let's start with just go down to number eight. I'm a little concerned here, Skylar. Star Wars The Last Jedi is not in the top five anymore, and it's been six oh. weeks since its release. That means the movie is a failure. Star Wars oh, is man. sell it back to George Lucas. No, no, we need to get a petition. We need to sign a petition and get that petition to Bob Iger and Kathleen yes, Kennedy. Yes, And that, that Star Wars The Last Jedi should not be at number eight. We need a petition right now. Yeah, stop that. No, well, it, it is at number <laughs> eight. Okay, let's just be clear here. Now, it did flop in China. It did. And I'm not really clear on why it did. I've read a lot of different things about it. The, the, the China, Chinese moviegoers did not seem to embrace The Last Jedi. Um, maybe it's just because of all the hype from the States, a negative hype. I don't know. 
Um, I, w- I wasn't expecting it to drop this low this soon, with the number one movie is being what it is. But, yeah. I don't know. What do you think happened in China? Well, from what I read, which I, I didn't know this until I had actually read it from a you know a friend on Twitter, uh, I, China didn't get the original trilogy uh, when they came out theatrically. That that wasn't something they had. So the you know Star Wars isn't a global phenomenon or oh. isn't a phenomenon in that country like it is maybe here or let's say maybe south of the border, maybe Europe. Okay. Uh, so, so China's not that big into the Star Wars lore because they didn't have Star Wars originally. Um, and to my understanding, the prequels uh, performed the same way, but they were released a lot later theatrically. So, you know, I, I, I don't think it's because China dislikes Star Wars. I just think they don't have that cultural legacy that we do with Star Wars over here in the States. So basically people are freaking out for no reason. Exactly. You know, okay. how that, you know how Star Wars news goes. Gosh, yes, yes. And just so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put we're gonna talk more about Solo later. But Solo's gonna do fine. Trolls, no, please. You trolls, no. you trolls. That's, that's that's the big thing. Let's now that the Last Jedi's out. Let's troll Solo. <sighs> okay. Let's go to number five at eleven million dollars. The greatest showman, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine himself. I haven't seen this movie. I'm a little disappointed in myself. And you said something very key. Don't need to see it. Just listen to the soundtrack. I will see it eventually. Maybe on Blu-ray. I don't know. Um, I, the movie's made a decent amount of money mm-hmm. worldwide. Yeah. Uh, e- well, even in the States, it's made decent money. The music is fantastic. Um, the The music was written by the guys that did uh, La La Land, Pasek and Paul. Yeah. Um, so that, that was like the big positive uh, thing coming out of it. It just the acting is just not good. I think it's, pe- it's not. I think people were expecting it to be like this year's La La Land because La La Land was this huge phenomenon last year. I saw it like nine times in theaters. I was obsessed with it. I'll admit. Um, I bought the Blu-ray the day it came out. Actually, no, I downloaded it the day it was available for download, and then a month later when it came out on Blu-ray, I bought the Blu-ray as well because I'm just weird like that. And it just yeah. it, it didn't do it. it didn't do it. Unfortunately, um, it was I, from what I, I've listened to the soundtrack. It is good, uh, very much enjoyed. You can you can hear the La La Land flair in there. Uh, but with that, we move on to number four, The Post. I very much enjoyed this movie. Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks. I saw this last week. It has made a grand total of twelve million dollars this week. Uh, Forty-five million dollars. In the North America area, worldwide, it made nine million dollars uh, in the foreign market, so fifty-five million dollars. Have you seen the post yet? What do you? I think? have not. I, I'm, I'm a little a slap on my wrist because Steven Spielberg, admittedly, is my favorite director. Tom Hanks is my all-time favorite actor. So with this combo, I should have seen it by now. But all these movies that are coming out, it's hard to keep up with each one. It's and hard to keep up with the smaller post, films. Yeah. Yeah. The post just came out in my city a couple weeks ago, so I haven't gotten a chance to see it. I will see it. Um, you know, $9 million in the foreign market makes sense. I'm sh- I'm shocked it made $9 million. It's called The Post. It's, you know, it's uh, it's not a foreign market type movie. This is yeah. made for the American market. So 
I think it's doing just fine for what it is. What, what's funny to me is during this time, you have all these other films that are they're hard to get a release for. Like Molly's Game is out right now. It's 19 on the on the, the rundown for the week. You also have like I, Tanya, which is at 15, The Shape of Water, which is at 16, Three Billboards at 17, Proud Mary um, at number 11. Oh. And, you know, barely it's in what? 2,000 theaters. Good night. That should be oh. doing better. Uh, a lot of good movies out right now, but it's just they're not, they're not getting a lot of push. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. You think, especially with, with, with Sundance this week, people would have a desire to go see more smaller films, but apparently not. Uh, so I'll leave this number three, Den of Thieves. Um, I kind of want to see this. I don't know why, because Gerard Butler's not like a huge, like, like I I don't go to see his movies, but it just looks interesting to me. People seem to have gone out and seen it. Maybe I don't know. I, um, well, I don't have a report on a budget, so I don't know. Gosh, what so made fifteen million this weekend? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing with Den of Thieves: the trailers don't look bad. They don't. They don't. However. Uh, it stars 50 Cent, who I think is not an actor. He's not. I can he's, argue. He's a hip-hop artist. Gerard Butler, who's only been good in a handful of movies. Yeah. Um, admittedly, I do like The Olympus Has Fallen in London as Fallen movies. But this guy is – Gerard Butler's coming off Geostorm and Gods <laughs> of Egypt. Um, he's, uh, Gerard Butler's just not having a good run as of recent. You're right. He's not. And this this movie's not helping him. Like uh, the the reviews have been very. I won't say the reviews have been bad, but wishy washy. There are more. Yeah. Exactly. No. Perfect. Yes. Wishy washy. Um, a okay is what I'm hearing about. The, like the movie's okay, but it's leaning on the bad side of okay, not the good side. Yeah. Yeah. So they're at $15.3 million. Uh, number two this week is 12 Strong, the story of the 12 horsemen of Afghanistan. Um, looks cool. Has Thor in it. I'm all for Chris Hemsworth. Um, I am seeing this on Tuesday, and I can't wait because I've heard it's it's a really good movie, so I'm excited. Well, you have you have Chris Hemsworth, and you have Michael Pena. Huge fan of Michael Pena. Uh, so you Michael have, Shannon. Michael, Michael Shannon's in there as well. Uh yeah, it looks. I, I, Chris Hemworth, I think, is actually a very underrated actor. I really think he's underrated. So I like to see him get more dramatic roles. Problem is, there was the Ron Howard film he was in about oh, two the years whale ago, movie. the whale movie, uh, and I, I just think it was bad casting because he was trying to pull off this Boston accent, but his Australian kept coming through. <laughs> okay, I will say this: I have heard from people that have seen Twelve Strong that his Australian accent comes through oh, in this movie too. Mm. So maybe he needs to work on that a little more. It's tough, or just, or just to totally embrace it and don't take roles that requires you to have like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger totally embraced his accent. Um, yeah, oh, exactly. So maybe just do that. Yeah. Cause yeah, he just doesn't seem uh, even, uh, what was the, the remake red Dawn. He was in red Dawn. Oh, that was, let's just not talk about that. Yeah, movie. The, that movie's horrible. North Korea could totally invade North America. They can't even feed their own people. Yeah. <laughs> it just, uh, but we still have the original red Dawn and the Wolverines. I was hoping that would be good, but then they changed wow, it. Me too. They changed it from China to North Korea. 
I understand why they did it, but it's like it's just not believable. Like that was not believable. Sorry. That movie started filming in 2010, didn't even get released until oh, 2014. Yeah, yep, it was yep. a mess. Had uh, Tom Cruise's son in it, I believe, as well. And gosh, uh, so yeah, 12 strong. But the biggest surprise for me is again, again, Jumaji in its fifth week, 20 million dollars, number one. Again, this movie, gosh, Sony has got to be like just laughing all the way at the bank right now. But this thing is, it's closing in. It'll make $800 million when everything is said and done worldwide. I can't believe it's done so well. It, it, it proves the nostalgia theory right now that if you go back to a 90s film, people are going to come and see it. And The Rock, people just like The Rock. So uh, I, I've only seen it once. I enjoyed it. It was a really good film. It was funny. It paid homage to the original, but. I didn't think it was this good. <laughs> I actually, I really liked this movie. I, I liked it a lot. And this is uh, coming from someone who I did not like the trailers to this movie. Oh yeah. I'm just like, Oh, this looks horrible. Like I, I, I just wasn't feeling the trailers. Then I went in and saw the movie. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was action packed. Like you said, it pays homage to the original. Mm-hmm. I thought Jack Black stole the entire movie. Um, if you were to tell me, uh, this time last year, hey, at the, by next year, Jumanji will have outgrossed Justice League. I would have slapped you across the face and called you a crazy person. Crazy person, yeah. Um, it's made seven hundred and what, like sixty-seven million dollars? Yes, it yes. Just outgrossed Justice League worldwide, um, <laughs> in, in in less oh. than a month. It's it, only been out. I don't even think it's hit a month yet. Um, it's got some big star power. I mean, you have uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, uh, Karen Gillian. You have Nick Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. I mean, yeah. It wasn't bad in the movie. He uh, was, believe yeah, it or I not. was like, you know what? He can, he's got some acting chops. You know, wasn't bad at all. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but I, but like you, I, w- I was shocked that, that the movie has legs like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it'll die out because February is going to start rolling out better and better movies. And then by March, this movie will be lost in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> lost in the sea. Oh, gosh. So I'll walk myself out. Yeah. You, you, bye later. So when did you guys see this weekend? Uh, it is Oscar season. As I think the, the SAG Awards are tonight. If you guys aren't watching the SAG Screen Actors Guild Awards. So that is going on. And so it's, it's award season right now. So you have all these little films. What are you seeing? Let us know. With that, we have a new segment, Skylar. A new segment. This last week, I got a lot of comments. People loving our coverage of Disneyland. Um, but I'm not in the park all the time. Or, you know, more than two or three times a year. Uh, You're in the park several times a year, but you're not there every day like some people. But we have a wonderful follower who is like, maybe I should start a Disneyland podcast. I'm like, no, you should not. You should do a segment on the DCAST about Disneyland once a week and tell us what's going on. So some of you may know him as Solo and Company. He does these great videos. Have you seen his videos that that he does? uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, He's Facebook famous. Facebook, yeah, oh uh, yeah, he, he does. is Facebook. He is Facebook famous for these videos, and, and they're funny videos. Yeah, um, you know, they're you know they're they're clean humor, they're family friendly humor, which is always cool. But he he gets a lot of hits on Facebook, like that's his niche. Yes, um, yes. So it's great. It's great that he 
is over here doing the segment and not our competition at another podcast. I know, I know. So Ben Hernandez is his name. You can follow him at Solo and Company. We'll have uh, links and all the stuff for him below. But he is bringing us the weekly Disneyland report where he tells us what he did at the park recently, what's been going on. So listen up as Ben brings you the Disneyland report. What's going on, Andy and Skyler? Thanks for having me on, guys. So, Disneyland and Disneyland California Adventure. Um, a lot of cool things going on. Uh, I was fortunate to go the 5th and 7th of January. And on the 5th, um, we actually lucked out and we were able to get into the Cove Bar um, on the weekend that it was closing. Uh, surprisingly, the wait wasn't that bad. Um, we waited about 45 minutes and we got in. Huge group. Um they actually ended up ended up asking us to leave because uh, we stayed for a little too long. We were we were reminiscing way too much, um, but yeah, everybody got their you know their favorite drinks and favorite food items. I know I had my um, favorite drink off the secret menu, the earthquake, and you know we got some lobster nachos. Had a great time. It was it was a nice way to say goodbye to the Cove Bar. Um, as far as uh, Paradise Pier, the rest of it, we were able to get on uh, California Screaming on Friday. Um, we were able to say goodbye to it. I remember you guys uh, speaking about um, the last episode about, um, you know, Disney changing things and people having a problem with that. Myself personally, um, I welcome it. I like it. Give me something new. Give me something exciting. Um, you know, I'm all for change. Uh, as long as it's Disney. You know what? I'm going to eat it up. Um, now, fast forward to this last weekend. I was there on the 14th on Sunday, and there's walls everywhere. There's walls everywhere. Uh, they're doing refurbishments. Uh, they're taking down the holiday stuff. Um, I know uh, Haunted Mansion and uh, It's a Small World. They're going to go back to normal, to their normal rides. They won't be uh, holiday-themed anymore. And... Um, uh, Paradise Pier, it's all boarded up. Uh, I know there's a crane working, and they they, they took the little uh, cages off of uh, uh, you know Mickey's Wheel of Death, <laughs> and um, so that's going on. Um, so not a lot of things are available right now. Thankfully, um, the crowds haven't been that bad when I've been there. Um, kids are going back to school, families are you know go- going home from vacation, so it hasn't been that bad. Um, it's been fun. Um, I'm most excited about. I'm a foodie, so I'm most excited about the, the 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 Lunar New Year celebration that's going on from the 26th of January to um, February 18th. Um, there's going to be a lot of cool events going on um, that you can see on you know Disney's website. Uh, there's also a menu of uh, the food that's going to be served and. I'm already hitting the gym right now because I'm going to have to prepare myself because, you know, it looks so good. Um, that was my biggest problem with the Festival of Holidays. I went through about maybe four or five sip and savers, um, the coupons to get the items because I was just I was eating up that uh, cornbread and mac and cheese, uh, you know, the queso fundido, uh, the spicy turkey, for the Kwanzaa celebration, um, the Brussels sprouts. You know what? Um, I just got home from the gym and I'm starving and I really shouldn't be talking about food right now. Um, but yeah, so 
uh, I'm hoping to be able to cover that more as soon as uh, the uh, Lunar New Year starts, the celebration. And I can't wait to, to take in the culture, take in you know, a little bit of everything, and more importantly, take some of that food. Um, so that's my update for now. Uh, there's not really much to talk about right now uh, with the transition from uh, the holiday rides back to normal rides. But you know what? It's Disneyland, so it's always fun. Sad about the Cove Bar closing, Skyler? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, I didn't go there enough. Anyways, I it was one of those places where I wouldn't mind to stop by and get a drink, but it's not like, oh man, I'm gonna cry about it. I th- there's some good things that they had that I'm sure they'll bring back once the place reopens as a new name or a new theme or whatever they're gonna call it. But I. I'm admittedly not the guy that's going to go to the park and put rest in peace to Paradise Pier. I'll always miss you like like it's going away forever. Now, he did do a picture on his Instagram of he was like they, they closed out, like you said in the segment here, they closed out the Cove Bar. And uh, there was a picture of him holding onto the rails of the Cove Bar and all of his friends. That like, was funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. Because it, it, it was something different. I just saw a lot of just like random pictures of Paradise yeah. Pier like, oh, goodbye. Like it's gone forever where – he was just he he made, he just made fun of it. He went and I, over I, the top. It was great. Yeah, and that that was cool. I did see that. So guys, make sure you follow Ben on all his various social media networks. Let us know what you think of the Disneyland report. Every week he's going to be bringing us, you know, what's going on at Disneyland, and because you guys love Disneyland, I've heard several of you said we love parks coverage, but there's so much Walt Disney World coverage, which there is, and that's great. We want a little more Disneyland, so we're bringing you a little bit of Disneyland coverage from someone who's in the parks, making content in the parks, on Facebook, on Instagram. With that, Skylar, there's a lot of little news coming out here. Um, yes. What do, you, what do you got for us this week? You either, uh, let's start with this one. I'll let you run down a bunch of other stuff. Black Widow. We didn't talk about this last week. She's getting a film. Okay, so... Uh- it should okay. It should be noted that they are developing the film, but uh-huh. Marvel hasn't like officially greenlit the film. Uh, they're just getting a writer on board to bang out a script. Um, yeah, get that done. Uh, it should also be noted that there are scripts handed every day to yes. studios that yes. never see the light of day. All of the DC film universe uh, that, and that's not to disrespect the dc film universe but they are always just shelling out scripts that never get made yes um and however jacques schaefer is someone disney likes uh she's worked on a couple of the frozen shorts that we've seen and um it's something that i think a lot of fans want to see it i've been seeing on the internet like oh black widow it, it would be a russian spy action thriller but red sparrow's coming out soon with jennifer lawrence and she's a russian spy which is nonsense. Like you can't compare. The, in my opinion, you can't compare the two because Iron Man's a guy in a, in a robotic suit, like RoboCop. But I don't. They're okay. So they're guy. They're in, both in robotic suits and they shoot with their robotic arms. But they're co- still completely different movies. But uh, that's besides the point. Disney's got a uh, has Jock Schaefer developing the script. Kevin Feige did say. Um, a few months back during D20, or I think after D23, that they have 20 movies in development. Yes, yes. I would have to just assume that Black Widow's on top of that list. It has to be. It has to be. 
And yeah. And give me for my money. If you're going to give me a black widow movie, I want to see her teamed up with the winter soldier. Yep. 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 Winter soldier. I I think I also, I want to, I want to, this is so cliche. I know I want to find out what happened in Budapest. What happened in Budapest? Can we get a flashback to Budapest? That should be the name of the movie, Budapest. Marvel yeah. Studios, Budapest. I know That'd be what, cool. I want to know what happened. Like, what? Like you and I remember Budapest very differently. Like, I want to know what happened in Budapest. If that's an exactly. Avengers reference, everybody, uh, if you didn't know. So we have a we have a Black Widow movie. Hopefully, it's in development. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't stay there forever. What else? We got we got some Sword in the Stone, Aladdin, Star Wars, Solo. Handmaiden's Tale director. What's going on? All these little bits of information. Okay, so let's – well, first let's move on to Aladdin. So here's something that I was kind of like my exclusive for Disney Film Facts. It was the scoop that I had dropped. I had teased this last week. This was my first one. And this is why you need to follow Disney Film Facts, by the way. uh, So I I do have a source close to the the film studio uh, or the film project in – I have a source close to this film, I, I should say, not the studio, but to this film Okay, uh, that has confirmed to me uh, back in this early December, late November, that Abu would be making an appearance in the movie. Uh, this was at the same time that Raja was announced to appear as well. Mm-hmm. Well, now that source has told me that uh, Iago will definitely appear in the movie. Now, I'm not sure where I, I didn't. They didn't give me the full details. All I was told was Iago will definitely appear. Um, I don't know if that's a speaking character. I don't know if that's just a bird on a shoulder. I don't know if it's a CGI parrot, a real parrot. Um, it, it should be noted also that Gilbert Gottfried has been you know, campaigning for the role to come uh, back. Are they, gonna, are they, are they going to bring him back? I, I think they go on a different route. I mean, personally, they, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, they did bring back move James Earl Jones. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, but but in my opinion, Gilbert Gottfried to Iago is not the same as James Earl Jones to Mufasa. I think you can give give yourself like a different comedic actor for Iago and kind of update him. And I think that's what you should do. Now that being said, Gilbert Gottfried could be very well you know locked into the role. And usually with the movie doesn't come out for another year and like two three months. Uh-huh. So that we probably won't hear of this role for another five or six months because they're they're getting ready to finish this movie. They're in the final week of production. Uh, the the last thing they're filming is the magic carpet scenes. Uh, so now we know the magic carpet is confirmed for Aladdin. Which if you who who wouldn't think that wasn't going to yeah, happen? Yeah. Um. Anyways. It's going to go into post production, and you know, voice this voice role will probably be maybe a week, two weeks of voice recording, so yeah. they could do this Pretty at quick. the end of the year if they wanted to. So we probably won't hear anything more for a while now, but it's just a little nugget I was able to get a hold of. Uh, time for speculation because this actor w- was originally kind of people were saying he'd make a great genie, but I think he'd make a better Iago, Kevin Hart as Iago, totally different direction. Uh, I could I could see it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'd be my first choice, but he'd be a better choice than the genie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Than that role for him personally. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know I don't have any fan cast for Iago. It's yeah. I had one. I had, I actually thought I had a really good one. Uh, until this actor had some mishaps with him, which I won't get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of knocked it out of 
out of, you know, consideration for me. So I have to really think about it. That's, I never thought about who I should fan cast for Iago. Oh gosh, that would be Gilbert. Go- Gilbert Godfrey's got a, a documentary right now on Netflix. I'm being to watch and it'd be really cool to see him, what he would do with the character later in his life. But yeah, it's, th- they're, they're taking the genie a completely different direction. So I think they probably need to do the same with a lot of the other characters as well. Um, so sword in the stone, one of 20 live action remakes we're getting. What do we know? Okay, so this uh, movie in particular was actually announced two years ago. Yeah. Um, and this was with, when uh, it was only announced that the movie was in development with Game of Thrones writer Brian Cogman developing which, the script. Which is huge. Okay, so what, what's very huge, especially for this kind of movie, yes. especially after the, the debacle we got of King Arthur last year, uh, which wasn't good. Um, uh, I have medieval, a poster of that, by the way. If anybody wants a King Arthur poster, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pay you to take it. So go ahead. <laughs> medieval movies are very hard to get right. Yeah. However, I think Disney has seen that shows like Game of Thrones, Vikings, um, stuff like that is really, you know, hot with fans right now. So they really can get a jump on it in the film world because it's not working at the moment. Yeah. So they, they announced Brian Cogman on usually when they announce a director for sword in the stone, they announce that a new writer has been brought on board to rewrite the script. As of right now, they don't have another writer rewriting the script. So Disney loves what Brian Cogman, uh, has brought to the table. Good. Um, that doesn't mean the story won't you know, be writ- rewritten or the script might get another revision that that's not the case. So they actually brought on uh 28 weeks later director Juan Carlos Fresnadillo. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he directed 28 weeks later, which was that zombie film. It was a sequel to 28 days later. Um, and it actually starred Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye himself and Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the very rare zombie sequels that actually was a hit with the, with the critics and the fans. Um, very interesting choice for Disney to go that route because he's only dealt with, you know, rated R, mm-hmm. um, intense thrillers, I would say. I wouldn't say horror, but in more intense thrillers, Yeah, which only brings the idea that this movie is going to be a little darker. It's going to stay, I would assume, more on the Game of Thrones realm. Think Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe even the Lone Ranger with a better tone, more <laughs> yes. consistent tone. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they finally have a director and as of right now, uh, we, I remember we got Ridley Scott directing Merlin as from what I've heard, these movies have nothing to do with each other. Um, but that, like I had said, um, on a past episode of the D cast that it, that doesn't mean these two movies can't, you know, meld together. Yeah. Yeah. And later uh, Merlin could do fantastic and, um, sword in the stone might go, you know what? Okay. Let's, let's do it. Or vice versa. I don't know which of these movies is on the priority list for Disney. I think Sword in the Stone is because it was announced sooner and a script's already done. Mm-hmm. But knowing Disney, they could throw a curveball at us and, and you know, fast track Merlin. I would love to see them do Merlin and Sword in the Stone well because Arthur was bad. It was just bad. It, I, yeah, overall. And then there was, um, what was the one back in 2000? I want to say four or five. It was a King Arthur one as well. It was, it was really bad. I remember seeing oh, it in I, theaters. It was oh, oh, King Arthur. Yeah, um, yeah. 
That was the one with uh, Kira Knightley. Yes, yes, yeah, Kira Knightley in it, and and like Merlin was this like tribal leader who didn't talk. Yeah, and it was bad. And then they went the whole Merlin route with the last Transformers movie, uh, and we all know how that Transformers movie was. Oh, it's my fa- it's my favorite of 2018. You didn't know? Oh, no. oh that's right, that's right. Jeez, oh gosh. Okay, so let's move on. There's lots of Star Wars things to talk about. Um, we solo. Are we getting a trailer or not? I, I'm, okay. Uh, the internet's freaking out about this. Okay. I'm, I can't okay. handle it. I can't this handle is, it. Okay. This is the problem with knowing different sources. So I'm going to clarify this on the Dcast. Um, something that I haven't clarified on social media or on um, my website personally. So this could be like a not. I, I won't say a Dcast exclusive, but this is my Dcast scoop. Dcast exclusive. Um, it, dun dun dun. Yeah, we need to get that done. That'd be cool. Um, okay. I'm putting that in there. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. Okay. The solo trailer is coming within the next two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. If we don't get it on Wednesday of this week or any day this week, because I had heard it could come this week and be paired with – um, the Maze Runner that's coming out, not it, not attached. Uh, attached is the solo is attached to Black Panther, which means every screening of Black Panther you go to, you will see a solo trailer. Uh, when I say they are going to put it in front of Maze Runner, that doesn't mean it's going to be in front of every screening of Maze Runner. Just a few. That's what I heard. I heard that it could come as early as this week and be attached to Maze Runner. Okay. Now, once again, this is a complete rumor. The sources are good source. However. I have a different person that I'm very close to that's telling me that their Disney's going to shell out some cash and drop this trailer on Super Bowl Sunday. That would be huge and, and smart, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So what else do we know about Solo? Solo's people are saying, trolls are saying this movie's going to fail. It's awful. Oh, this movie's not getting pushed. But I just want to keep make this clear. Solo is not being pushed back. The Disney press kit that was released um, just a few days ago stated that the movie's still on track for May 25th. But, but Disney Ron, has but Ron, come out Ron and said. Howard, but Ron Howard didn't have enough time. They have to push it. Oh. That's what the internet, <laughs> that's what they say on Reddit. <laughs> You know, uh, John Smith over on Twitter is the head of Disney now, apparently. Uh-huh. Um, head of Lucasfilm. He directed the film, not Ron Howard. No, the, the movie is coming out May 25th. There's no delays. There's no problems with it. The movie's not going to bomb. Um, Disney does not feel like it's going to bomb. They have a lot of faith in this movie. That's yep. why they put a lot of faith in Ron Howard. Yep. And I think that's the end of it. Yep, yep. So with that, though, the plot analysis is out as well. Press kit is out. It's we know what's happening. This thing is going to happen, and it's going to be good, even though it's opening the same month as Deadpool two and uh, Infinity War, which is all. Let's let's be honest here. Disney owns all that now. Okay, not a big deal. Okay, and and here's here's a great and uh, not necessarily the same, but here's a great comparison as to why movies that release in the same month do not matter. To be fair, Coco is crushing it at the box office. Yep. Came out in November. Yep. Justice League didn't necessarily fail at the box office, made $750 million. It was just, it was a disappointment for, for it was a disappointment as a, as a film still made its money back Mm -hmm. Thor Ragnarok 
came out in November, crushed it at the box office. Yep. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express made its money back and is now getting a sequel. Yeah. That came out in November. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, uh, $1.3 billion came out in December. We just got done talking about Jumanji. Jumanji! Close to $800 million came out in December. So just because there's a bunch of blockbusters coming out in May doesn't mean they all can't make money, you know, especially in the summer. You think Jumanji making $800 million in December? Imagine if this movie was coming out, uh, or I mean, excuse me, in December. Imagine if Jumanji came out during the summer where Solo is. Uh-huh. Oh, it would be box office gold. Kids yep. are out, getting out of school, summer vacations rolling around. It Solo's fine. It's going to be fine. I'm looking forward to it. There's There's been lots of controversy, but you know what? I think we're better for it. And it's going to be okay. I mean, people didn't like The Last Jedi. Some people didn't like it. It still made $1.2 billion. I've still seen it six times. I'm going to see it probably one or two more times because I just like it. And that's okay. And I know a lot of people are getting upset. Like, oh, this is the sign of a crack in Lucasfilm. No. When you're making this many films, not that this was a misstep or there's been missteps, but there's going to be stronger films than other films. Solo may not be the strongest film. It may be the best out of all of them. I don't know. I know a lot of people say like Rogue One's their favorite one, which is crazy to me. I enjoyed Rogue One. But stop being trolls. I'm just tired of getting messages from trolls about Star Wars. So, yeah. I'm not bitter. I'm just saying. Okay, so let's uh I'm going to run down just a couple <laughs> other like pieces of news um that I have here. Um I don't need to go into detail about all of them because you know, it's there. Some are early in development. Some aren't even in development. Uh-huh. Uh, Disney's Oliver Twist uh, reimagining starring Ice Cube got a new writer, Danny Strong. He Ooh. wrote uh, Mockingjay part one and part two. I honestly could. I'm excited as a Disney fan. I'm ex- looking forward to it because mm-hmm. it's Disney. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I could do without yeah. um, Thor Ragnarok screenwriter and uh, Blacklist screenwriter. Uh, Stephanie Folsom, she's going to write the script for Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's exciting news because she is very well liked in the film community. Um, and then the other kind of, not news, but director of The Handmaid's Tale, which is a show I have not seen, but I've heard good things about it. I need it. to watch that. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, her, it is. Um, oh, uh, uh, I'm blanking on her name. Reed Morano. Yes. She had a talk with Kathleen Kennedy. She kind of teased that they, there's something that she can't talk about. Um, she talk, maybe directing a future Star Wars film, uh, which would be fantastic. She'd be the first female to get her hands on a Star Wars film. We all know that Disney is on a huge female director kick. You know, Anna Bowden with Captain Marvel. Nikki Caro's directing Mulan. Ava DuVernay is getting ready to direct the big blockbuster. Okay, go, let, let, let's stop on that one real quick because we didn't mention this last week. You got oh, some boy. love from Ava. My okay. gosh, bro. Like I was I was like, "Oh man, that's amazing." Okay, so I Ava is my celebrity crush, one of my celebrity crushes. Yes. It, 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 she's not like she's not the person that a lot of people would think would be my crush, but she is so fun and outgoing and uh, she's just be- she's very beautiful as well, but she's fun, outgoing, just you know, loves Disney. I'm just like, "Man." So I got on Twitter and I I just said it. I'm like, "Ava DuVernay is hot." That is all. <laughs> and, and then I get a I get a tweet back with her like giggling. Oh man. Like I, then I got all red. I'm like, ah. 
Oh man! Oh god! And the thing let's is, go to, let's go to dinner. The thing is, man, I, like she, like of of all the directors who are directing right now, she is being in film school. She is my favorite. Like she is killing it. She knows what she's doing. She's done her time, like from documentary to drama to historical drama. She knows her stuff, and. I'm just like, I have tweeted out wonderful things about her directing and her ambiance and her aesthetic. And all you got to do is say she's hot and you get a tweet <laughs> back. And I'm like, what? Oh, man. So anyways, didn't mean to interrupt you, but we didn't talk about that last week. So I had to bring yeah, that up. Continue. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Um, yeah. So it'd be nice to see a woman direct a, uh, a Star Wars film. Uh, apparently, Reed Morano is very respected in the TV universe, so to get her into the film world would be interesting. Um, I don't have a lot on that. Uh, sad news, and this this is uh, a little a little uh, sad piece of news that uh, Allison Shermer, who is a producer on the live action Cinderella and Rogue One: A Star Wars Story, yep. she just passed away at age fifty three. Um, cause of death i believe is lung cancer um so rest in peace our condolences to her friends and yes. family uh, she was actually working on the one and only ivan starring angelina jolie for disney uh mm-hmm. based on the newberry award-winning book which is a movie that i feel like is not getting a lot of coverage on movie websites so i'm doing my best to cover the movie but with her passing this might set the movie back a little yeah um and which it which is fine uh, and she also produced the newest solo Star, uh, Star Wars story. Um, so rest in peace to her and our condolences go out to her friends and family. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that was the big pieces of news this week. There was other pieces of news from Disney, but I I think we've covered it for the most part. Yeah. And we are down now. Uh, I'm excited. We are under the month mark for Disney bringing us Marvel's Black Panther. Like, February 16th, it's happening. I need to get my tickets now before it sells out. Apparently, and I, I heard this from Leo Camacho on Disney Movie News. I haven't checked the source. It is the, has the, Black Panther has had the fastest growing pre-sales of any Marvel movie. It passed uh, Captain America's Civil War. That is crazy. For, for highest. That is crazy. I am excited about this film. And then also the next month you have A Wrinkle in Time coming out. So we got pretty quick here. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Like Black Panther, I'm going to be there opening night. I'm going to, I'll have my Captain America shield and just, yeah, well, maybe not. They don't let me bring weapons I, to my no. movie theater. But oh, it's a to- shield. Toy weapons. Toy weapons. Marvel toy weapons. Says Nerf on the back, sir. Let me in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I am super stoked. I, I, man, I really wish I can get to that Wrinkle in Time premiere. That would be sweet, and you know, well, talk uh, to walk. your t- talk to your friend Ava, man. Yeah, my my, my future uh, my future girlfriend. Um, hey. Yeah, maybe I could walk the red carpet with her. She's gonna look way more stunning than me, but she needs some uh, hey, a man around her, right? There- Tweet out to Ava DuVernay. Her her, her <laughs> Twitter is just at A-V-A. That's all. It's a be- genius Twitter. Say, hey, you need to let Skylar come to the Wrinkle in Time premiere. He's the one who tweeted that you were hot. Tweet that out to everybody. Just do that <laughs> right now. Put this on pause. Tweet at her and get Skylar to the Wrinkle in Time premiere. I'm assuming it's in Los Angeles. I'm assuming. so. Yeah. We can go to dinner. I'll buy. <laughs> you know. Don't worry. We I'll buy dinner. We can go to a nice steakhouse. Everything's on me, Ava. Don't worry, I got you, girl. 
All right. So, Skylar, I have our question of the week this week. Oh, I want to hear it. All right. Is the solo movie doomed to fail? Yes or no? <laughs> oh, certainly. No, no, it's not doomed to fail. Solo is just fine. And my answer is no as well. Well, Skylar, where can people reach you and read about you and read you on the social media interwebs? You can follow me all over social media at DisneyFilmFacts.com. Or, excuse me, DisneyFilmFacts. Please check out DisneyFilmFacts.com for yes. all the latest, greatest movie news in the world of Disney. Uh, you know, I'm, I try my best to drop little scoops as well as stay on top of all the movie news in the world of Disney. Um, and you can find me here on the Dcast every week, hanging out with Andy. And you can follow me at all the various social media networks at Andy Herndon. Make sure you follow the Dcast. You can get all of our links uh, at thedcast.com. Also, YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Content will be coming, we promise. Uh, I'm also posting on YouTube as well because I'm weird like that. And yeah, what else? Patreon. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, rewards will be rolling out here in February. We're already shouting people out. It helps us out a lot. And also iTunes, Apple Podcast Reviews. Am I missing anything, Skylar? Oh, so subscribe to this YouTube channel as well. Yes. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, leave comments, hit that like button. Uh, Andy and I are going to start rolling out videos here pretty soon, especially with all these these Disney movie yeah. news you know, dr- drops. It'd be cool to get some videos up for you guys. You and, can expect a solo, yeah. re- a solo reaction when the trailer comes out. I will be reacting to that on the DCAST YouTube channel. Uh, be cool if you did one, too. We both did it. Like, what Oh, that'd think? be fun. Yeah. So, oh, we'll do it. Let's you do want it. us to do it? We'll do it. We'll do it. Do it. Yeah, we're doing it. I like we're it. We're doing it. Do it. Okay. Uh, with that, guys, this has been episode number 149 of the DCAST. Thanks for listening. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And make sure you have a great week as you've been listening to the DCAST. listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.